And we're live, Painkiller Nearly, episode 97, coming up on 100. Yeah, that's a lot of episodes. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing well. I didn't fly. Doing real good. That's a shame. No. It's coming, though. It's just the wind, and, and I'm looking forward to that. What's the weather like there? I know it was windy where you were, but, but temperature-wise, because here it's hot as fuck. So it was warm today. It was like 90. I fixed my wife's air conditioning outside in the heat today and uh, in her car, and it was hot. It said it felt like 95 in the weather. Oh, you need a recharge? No, so we had done that, but the fan that blows everything mm-hmm. started making noise. Ah. And uh, really, the noise was the, the catalyst for getting me to fix it. I should have done it earlier. It was cheap, and it wasn't that hard. And uh, But after I fixed it, she's like, I think it's cooler, too. Like, she thinks it's blowing better and just probably. So Yeah, that's. I, I always like to recharge that thing, right? I, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I was talking to my dad about that today when we were getting that wood. I was like, yeah, it's time to recharge that AC. I want the thing as cold as possible. Are you good at it? I made a few, I made a few mistakes this year. I could give you tips. Like, um, I just follow the instructions on the bottle usually. So, you know, you spin the thing to pierce it. Mm-hmm. I spun it, pierced it, and waited forever. You have to loosen it again to let the freaking fluid flow. It yeah. seems obvious, but it wasn't to me. I was like, this just, it's not accepting it. I don't know. This is tricky. And then, uh, well, you're used to depressing, um, you know, valves like in a CO2 bottle or something where screwing it in all the way is opening the valve. You know, it's, it's a plunger valve. Everything else in my life, when you screw it to open it, it kind of stays open. This, it's like you screw it to seal it and then open it and break that seal. It's a weird thing. And then, um, the other is it can take longer for it to come out than you might guess like i think it was i gave it 30 minutes or something in my wife's car and it really all got in there whereas i was under the impression that 10 15 minutes would be easily enough so Hmm. so well it's real hot here today Mm -hmm. 102 i don't know how the humidity compares to georgia real bad it's pretty humid here it's not fun 102 it's just no, it sucks. Yeah, it's not that it, hot Especially here. in humid. Like when you're in, a, when I was in Boise for a couple of years, like in Idaho for a couple of years, it would get to like 101, 103, and it feels wonderful. Like it's not so dry that it's shit like Phoenix and you're just crisping as you walk outside, but it's not humid like Georgia or the Midwest or Louisiana or something where it just is like a blanket you're walking into. There's no deodorant that can protect you from these areas of the country (laughs) because it's not sweat. Like for the longest time, I was like, I am such a fucking sweaty person. Like, why am I just sweating? And then I moved to Idaho and I'm like, oh, it's just moisture sticking to me all day. (laughs) That's part of it. But mostly what it is, is it's because there's so much humidity in the air that the sweat can't evaporate off you, which is the whole point of sweat. You know, that's the cooling factor. When it evaporates, it's drawing the heat away. Um, which is why doing physical activities in the in the humidity is so hard. Which is why the SEC is so fucking good at football because you guys got to come down here and you're like, what the fuck? I thought it was hard playing in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a thing. So my pool guy wanted to quit. Would you like to hear the conversation between he and I? I'd love it. Come on. It's all text. So the background you need is that in a vlog, maybe a week or week and a half ago. I did like a little pool rant where I gave the state of affairs. Now we sign up for this pool in March and we still don't have it. They haven't even started installing this thing yet and it's the end of June. It's really long. The guys have 33 years in the business and uh, I mentioned them by name in my vlog. So 
my subscribers apparently like flooded them with emails. I don't know how many mails because yeah, like, I didn't give out their email address or anything. People would just have to look up this company and find some contact information. But some of them use bad words, and apparently the sensitive little soul who opens the emails was was you know hurt and crushed by this stuff, and um, so now he's upset. I could give a flying fuck, and and they thought I wrote all the mails like from all those different addresses. They no, no idea like about the internet, about like these things. <laughs> I love those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like explaining it to those people. I'm like, you don't understand. There's an army of people out there bigger than any army there actually is. <laughs> Just a quick and, side note. With no accountability. No. Attack. no commander. And, and Basher went to talk to like attorneys and policemen and stuff like that. They didn't even realize you could make money on the internet. They had like yeah. no idea. And I had that same experience with the SWAT team. They were all like, why don't you just quit streaming and uploading videos if this is happening, you know, if people are bothering me about it, me being the, uh, the detective. And uh, that's kind of how these guys are. They just have no concept of YouTube or the idea of these followers or whatever. So he's missed his date again. Like we were supposed to have it in May and then that came and went and then it was like we should, June 3rd just sue him and then we were what kind of having, pool is it it's a fiberglass to get a feel is it fiberglass okay so it's a set gold yeah and it's not overly complicated right okay. um, I didn't know if it was like a liner pool that you were designing or something like on your own or yeah. this is not just a set mold so really no excuse big, go ahead done. and they've got 33 years in the business cling to that and uh, uh, shit I lost my train of thought um, they got the emails they're not happy with you yeah they don't understand the internet June 3rd, missed the date. Then they said, we're going to have a pool party for Hope on June 17th. Oh, yeah, it'll be installed and ready to go. Not happening. And then when that wasn't, that was clearly not happening, they said that the installation was going to start between June 15th and 20th. It's, what, the 21st right now? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and that was the thing. It was really dependent on whether or not we had good weekend two weekends ago. I'm um, good weather two weekends ago. So um, this is frustrating to me because if you're, oh, and by the way, we had good weather. But if you're telling me, oh, your start date all depends on tomorrow's weather, you're telling me my start date is just a couple, like, you know, if it's not Monday, it'll be Tuesday kind of thing. Instead, it's been 10 days, right? So was my start date ever really dependent on the weather two weekends ago? You still haven't you know, fucking started yet. I'm sorry, Woody. Here at J&J &J Pooling, we're really superstitious, and it did rain and thunderstorm on the 16th, so we are not going to fulfill the remainder of the project. I don't see what you understand. We made it this way 33 years. And <laughs> so it's just like, I feel like he's pulling my leg at this point. And by the way, they fail to predict fucking everything. Right, right now, like, one of the holdups is uh, so the pool gets made one state up in Virginia, and they need a like permit to bring a wide load across the state line. Okay, if you've been in the business for 33 years, get this permit in advance, right? You know, like this shouldn't take you by surprise. You should be doing this twice a month, you know. But everything, the wet, he had no idea there would be April showers and May flowers. He had no idea that you'd need a survey for the plot. They had no idea that they need a permit to bring the, the pool down. He had no idea, you know, of this or that or the other thing. And it's all someone else's fault, you know? So. I wrote to him this morning, this is Woody. So the last promise date was to start construction between the 15th and the 20th. It looks like we've missed another promise date. What should I be expect? When should I be expecting you guys to start this thing? 
and he wrote, Joe has a meeting with the installer this week. You're next. We'll make up lost time during the construction. I will text you this afternoon with the day and time. I replied, ugh. So the thing is, I feel like if it's due in May and it's late June, how do you make up time during the construction? Right. Unless, of course, you're coming in a DeLorean. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll pay extra for that, 500 bucks, whatever, you know? Yeah, bring the DeLorean. We'll make up all that. That's a, That should have been your reply. Sure, bring the DeLorean and, and, and the doc. Um, I, I've always <laughs> wanted to meet Marty. Um, <laughs> like, Unless you finish the pool by last Thursday, then stop promising me that. Like, yeah. you're not going to make up Austin time this wouldn't fly anywhere else like if i was in college still and i just told the professor like i know midterms are in december we all know that i'm more of a late march kind of guy though and i'm gonna give you my best work then i promise you know actually no i would slowly lie to her and tell her you know i was a january 1st kind of test taker well now that i'm looking more into my horoscopes i'm thinking january 21st (laughs) what looks like is a copy and paste of an email friday at woody's between four and five he'll confirm tomorrow john is finishing up and then moving equipment there pool shipping is confirmed joe joe is our salesman so it looks like the pool installer is going to meet on site here between four and five on Friday. And um, so I write, so he's meeting with the installer on Friday, question mark? I'm disappointed. I'm hoping the ins- I was hoping the installation would begin by then. And I guess I'm just keeping my expectation. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the feet to the fire to some point with that. Like, it's, what is it, Tuesday? You know? Yeah. And he's telling me we're going to meet on Friday. Like, that tells me that we're not doing shit until next week. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to look at the site for the first time on. Yeah, it's Tuesday and he's already scrapping this week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So they're going over all the details and then starting. You are next with fiberglass. We start and finish each job. So as opposed to concrete, where you might like do a couple jobs overlapping with fiberglass pools, they begin it and then they fully end it before the next one. And I said, <laughs> maybe this, you must know in your heart how widely you guys have missed expectations you set. You personally told us we'd be having a pool party for my daughter's birthday on June 17th. Woody, I'm doing the best I can. I'm sorry! Exclamation point. I will call you later to discuss the several emails from your blog. Some nice, some ripping you. Two exclamation points. I said, yeah, I'm internet famous. My skin's pretty thick about that sort of thing now. I've heard it all before. I have about 340 million views on YouTube. Too bad we're having such a poor time with the delivery on this pool. Other contractors have received a boost from delivering on their word. And, uh... That's a great way to uh, yes, to turn that around on him. Like, yeah, there say, were two you know, guys who didn't like you. Really interesting. Well, <laughs> well, you know, Thomas and Sons Carpentry really got a good boost because they said, "I'm going to put this door in," and then wouldn't you know it, they showed up and they put the fucking door in. <laughs> <laughs> well, he don't don't get him started on those doors. All right, he had to go to court over those doors. <laughs> so you do have to feel like it's easy to get lost in like hating an organization. You know, like if delta fucks you to like just everyone you talk to like hate delta like this guy joe or john whoever you're talking to the sales guy like he is hating this almost as much as you having to be this middleman bitch relaying information there's no 
I'm talking. Oh, this is the owner. Yeah, his name is Senior. There is the owner, and then I guess he's kind of training his son to run the place as well. So this is Senior. This is the owner. Joe is the salesman. He likes me. I always do fine with Joe. Um, but Senior's more responsible. Like I don't hold Joe responsible for delivery on this stuff. Oh, Joe's a great guy. Yeah, Joe so the best. Cool, but it, like whatever's going wrong in this thing isn't Joe's fault. Uh, but Senior, the buck stops there. So he wrote, Classic how about I just send your deposit back, exclamation point. So, um, I didn't... Is that a threat? Are you excited to lose business? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, and you know, if, and again, I wrote, too bad you're having such a poor time with delivery on this pool. Other contractors have received a boost from delivering on their word. And he replies, how about I just send you deposit back? He's kind of an emotional fucking fly off the handle douchebag. So, um, I... I thought about it for a while. I'm like, do I want this? Like, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I'll get my deposit back. Now, by the way, I don't want just my deposit back. I want the deposit I put on the fence, you know, because we need a fence for this thing by code. I want, um, and then the survey, right? So the deposit on the fence and the survey combined to about 2,500. I gave him 10 grand. I would like the 12,500 back, to be honest. You know, like you can't, I don't, I'm not made whole again just by getting my deposit. I talk it over with Jackie and we look and basically no one else is going to build a pool this year. You know, I might if this lies are to be believed. And I, I say lies on purpose, by the way. Like if I tell you, Kyle, I'm working on your deck and I'm going to finish this afternoon and then I don't finish till tomorrow, that wasn't a lie so much, right? Like there's a certain intent behind You were overly ambitious. You really did think that it would be done by the end of the day. Like you weren't sitting there like, how much can I put him off? Like, Yeah, but if I say, hey, Kyle, I think I can finish your deck tomorrow. It depends on how the weather comes in. And then 10 days later, I'm still not done. <laughs> that, it, it, did I ever believe it when I said it? You know? So have you replied to, to that yet? Yes. My wife and I talked this over. We decided not to accept your offer of breaking the contract. We have too much time and money sunk in this to back out now. Let's figure out the install date and deliver on that. And that's where it ends. Ah, so he hasn't replied. No response yet. No response yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he breaks the contract, I feel like... I don't know. I, I, like, should I? Well, you, I you should sue him. Yeah, 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 totally. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want that money back. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, he will though. Like he'll just come by and do the pool eventually. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't think he wants to do business with me, and I'm not that excited no. about doing business with him either. You know. That much is clear. <laughs> he he is not enthused about your business. You What's know? his company called again? <laughs> like Superior Pools or something like. I that. can't believe you said it. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Also, <laughs> let's not just go and raid Superior. Pools, <laughs> like that seems like a very generic name. Like, what if Woody is actually using like super cool pools, and these poor superior pool folk are just getting berated? I don't even know. Yeah. We're based out of Atlanta. Like, don't raid them, by the way. It does add complications, but I will warn you never to use them. Uh, but you hear that, listeners? When you're putting a pool into your palatial estate, <laughs> don't contact this vendor. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and I. I don't know. I, as I reread this, I think I'm the reasonable one in this. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. That. Like in my head, I was like, oh. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, I felt like well, I was probably being inflammatory too. Not really. Not really. Yeah. Honestly, I was going into that being like, okay, 
he really has had some shit luck with his house, so this has got to be partially true, but I was waiting for something, like, where you were going to be in the wrong, and this guy's just like, I'm just trying to put a pool in, man. And, but, no. Every step of the way, especially, I like how you included all the exclamation points in the emails to you, and I'm not joking, because that's that's a tone thing, and it's disrespectful, I think, to use exclamation points like that. Like, why don't you ask him take your money back? It's like, Double exclamation point. Yeah. You should yeah. have a contract. Why don't you put the pool behind my home? Like, so I, yeah, I'm totally on you. You're not the asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the so I don't know. They're all upset. Like, like they want us to make the email stop. And Jackie's like, it doesn't work like that. The emails will fade away on their own. Yeah, we got a fucking pizza delivery the same day that they're getting their emails. And you'll see the river about it. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the oh, oh, and they want us to stop it. And, and they, they just have, like, no idea that, like, there's any, like, the, the, the power of social media, like, the impact this has, how many thousands of people are watching and listening. This is PKN. I feel like PKN is, like, a... It's just us girls, you know, like, like there's not many people watching and it's funny. So I, dude, I've done this. I've made this mistake before. I should learn. I'm a slow learner. I was in a live stream and I was in some kind of drama. I don't know who the fuck was attacking me at the time. It was, it, it had to be either Thunder, El Presador, Keemstar, fucking obviously Jesus, fisticuffs. Uh, I don't even know who the, the hell, white boy, the list goes on and on. And, um, I was in a live stream. Someone else is with like 90 people. And, uh, I said something. I forget what it was. I gave like my take on a situation that I wish would die because in my head at 90 people, this was like a, like there was no one else. It was an empty room. Like a secret council almost. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in an auditorium with 90 people listening, I wouldn't be like, oh, so the 90 of us are going to keep this secret, right? <laughs> Just between the 90 of you and me. But uh, yeah, for some reason, like in the smaller things, when you know only a couple thousand people are listening, uh, I run my mouth. <laughs> so, so here I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, fucking pool guy. It, it's, it's just like, like I was saying, I, I, I feel like it, it it bridged the gap from misdate to lying. You know, it, if he's telling me, I'll get to you on Monday depending on the weather, and then 10, 12 days later it hasn't happened, it was it's like gonna. Have you ever been oh, the to a restaurant where you you go in knowing there's going to be a wait, like a really nice steakhouse, and they're like, you know, how many is it for? And you're like, six. Like, all right, it's going to be uh, 30, 35 minutes for a table of six. Would you like to wait? It's like, well, yeah, we're already here. We made a whole evening of it. We're going to wait. And then you go back up, and it's ah, it's longer than we thought. You know, another another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes. You go sit down. You come back. We we are really really sorry. It, honestly, it might be another 20 minutes. It's, at that point, it's like you we have to stay because our night is shot. We can't go somewhere else. You've terrorized us with this <laughs> lack of time that we now have at our disposal for similarly quality meals. So now we're pretty much we have to stay here. You're not going to take very good care of us because you're going to tell the server on the way to the table, hey, this is group that I've been bitching about because they keep coming up every 15 minutes and complaining so she's not going to be caring for you because she doesn't think she's going to get a good tip because you're irate it's that kind of thing on a slightly bigger scale so I understand it so, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so that's the pool thing. I, I, I well, keep us updated on that. I hope there's a lawsuit incoming. That's always fun. <laughs> I hope so, too. It's fun from the outside. The other thing yeah. I should note is, uh, and it's not in the, the texts I read, I follow up with them like twice a week just to make sure they fucking do anything. Like, that's a mm-hmm. big issue, too. You know, like, we needed to get a permit. And I'm like, did you try? Did you check today? And we got the survey in. Where are we on this? That was their first time they told us. That was their first fuck up was they took so long to get the permit. And some of it was waiting on the survey. But, again, they shouldn't have waited two weeks to even begin the process. And um, they took so long to do that that they sold the people they're buying our pool from just sold it to another installer. Because they're like, well, if you're not taking possession of this pool, we'll just send it to somebody else. And yes. that's part of why it's so obscenely late. Because they fucked up on getting the permit, which now means that they had to build in a whole nother pool. And here we are. Summer ticking away. So Well, Senior is a real liar, it sounds like. Not a man of his word. And I bet if he heard that, it would just drive him insane. No. But it's not no a very good man point. for Junior to look up to. <laughs> wow, well, now we're going after his kids. <laughs> so, like, oh, the kid's 40 or something, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, kid, I talked to his kid on the phone. He was actually... There's not a kid named well, Junior. <laughs> well, yeah, there is. that's what they call him in the uh, in the office, C- Junior and Senior. I guess they have the same name, so yeah. they differentiate that way. And... Uh, uh, yeah, my brother-in-law is Tony and his dad's Big Tony. One time he was real customer service oriented. He's like, you know what? I'm going to look into that. I'm going to, you know, get on top of it. And then Senior calls me back and it's all like attitude and bluster and bullshit. You know, yeah. like, did you really, it's everybody else's fault but mine. You know, the survey didn't come till here and the pool, they sold the pool to someone else and this happened. And you know what? Every contractor on the planet didn't anticipate that it was going to be rainy in the spring. So we're all in the same boat on that one. And it's like, you fight like, like 33 years you didn't predict april showers you, you mentioned having to like follow up with email like twice a week just to get him moving at all Excellent. like you've been an adult for far 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 longer than me uh-huh. but like when i got out of college and got my first real job in like a real sector of the business world i was like all right like these are professionals now these are people like they're not like the college kids you were with a month ago you know now they're different these are different people and so when i would like send emails like like, hey, could you, when is this project going to be done so I can get X, Y, and Z done with it? It'd be like, you know, you get a response of Tuesday, you know, Tuesday after next Monday, whatever the fuck they say. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. And I would just assume for the longest time, like that order has been placed. It's like Amazon. I'll just check back in the day before and see how it's going. And every time without fail that you email these people back, no matter what, you know, HR fucking, you know, design, whatever they're in, it's always like you're a teacher catching a student that hasn't started their project yet and it's the day before where you email like hey i was just wondering when when this is going to be done for me i asked you last week and you said you know tomorrow was going to be a good time oh well lots been on my plate first of all had a dog die (laughs) didn't see that coming uh frankly it's gonna have to be how much time did you give me at first eight days okay i'm gonna need another eight days on that (laughs) because now it's time to you know overtime book down and it's like god fucking damn it like it is you, as a kid don't you go into the world thinking adults have it so nailed down and so like this is professional these are businessmen these are adults some do and you realize like not at all 
<laughs> so much stuff gets lost in the weeds. Like, you have to be holding people's hands. That, like, that's why I call them twice a week, because just like you said, it, every time it feels like I'm a teacher that caught them, like, oh, oh, shit, what he called, what he called. Um, yeah, all right, I'll, I'm going to look into that today for you. Today, yeah. I'm going to be making some calls for you. Oh, really? Right after this, and Pokemon's over, uh, <laughs> then I'm okay. Like, They're uh, always, like, reaching out, making calls, making things happen because I followed up on them. And it's like, so if I didn't follow up, this thing could have arrived in 2017. Like, if there wasn't an actual grown-up checking on them all the time, then you know, who knows where this would have been. So that's pool talk. Flight talk? Pool talk. Game of Thrones talk? Ooh, it was so good. That was the best episode. Oh, it was so good. I loved it so much. I watched it twice. I, I, it was twice already. Wait, wait. Yeah. What are you, you're all up on it, right? You watched it. Yes, I'm current. I wasn't sure if you were at... Oh, it was uh, so fucking good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know what? The greatest episodes of Grains with Game of Thrones, my, my complaint is always the same, and it's half a compliment. I wish it was two hours long. I would have watched two and a half hours of Game of Thrones. If there's any, I wish Arya's storyline advanced. I wish this and that and whatever. What they did was great. And it was slightly longer than normal. It was like an hour and four minutes if you count the credits and stuff. Yeah. Kyle's been saying, hey, we're going to have an hour and 15 minute shows. And I keep like, like, I haven't yet. Like, even that one, which seemed longer, it wasn't long. This is one of the, I think it's one of the six or eight longest ever. That was the thing. Is the, is the next one supposed Because you were saying a few weeks ago, Kyle, that there's supposed to be one that's, like, super long, right? Is that next um, episode? I don't know. The, uh, what I heard was the last two episodes were that was it the last two episodes of the season were of the were among the six longest ever or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, they must be kind of bunched up because like so I watched it. I was like, all right, so here's where the opening credits, I guess, you know, with the song and everything begins, and uh, the whole thing was an hour six. Two minutes of it was like pimping other TV shows they want us to watch. So I was like, all right, an hour and four minutes of Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones is like 10 minutes of stuff on the other side. It's like after the Thrones or something, and then the credits. And so the, the actual show, maybe I'm exaggerating, but the actual show was an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's much longer not. than normal, though, because because yeah, the whole thing oftentimes is 50 minutes or something like that, 52 minutes. Um, I loved it, yeah. though. I, I, that, that was absolutely incredible. Um, the special effects were, were, were really good, and the practical effects, oh, they had all those people and horses out there. There's a scene, my, my favorite shot from the whole thing is when um, you've got John, 1-1, and Tormund all on screen at once, Avengers-style, kind of staggered, and they're kind of looking toward winter fell and Ramsey but in the background over the and it's easy to get, to get stuck on them but in the background the battle you talk yes about? yeah yeah it's it's after the battle well the battle's still going on that's the thing yeah. over their shoulder the battle is still going on and you've got all the wildlings still huddled together and you've got the Knights of the Veil riding in the shot and all that's real that's not CGI that's not uh, composite video that's four or five hundred people on screen acting at once it makes a uh, world of difference in those kinds of shows when they actually get up a bunch of horsemen and they actually dress a bunch of people up in like metal gear and shit as opposed to when they just phone it in like the hobbit and it's a bunch of people like people who clearly aren't real fighting but this that scene where they followed john through the and there are going to be spoilers throughout all three of us talking about this and it was such a big episode if it hasn't been spoiled by you already you're not still listening so we're yeah. good 
that scene where they followed John through the battle was probably the coolest part of any battle scene of any movie or TV show I've ever seen. Far yeah. and away, the best. It was, it was amazing. It, it didn't, you know, like we were talking about Braveheart a little while ago, Kyle. The, I thought as a kid the battle scenes in that were just awesome, and they were yeah. at the time. But looking back, there's so much just like quick movements and blurs, and like you don't know what's going on. It's kind of just it could be a guy with a bloody rag and a sword, like just kind of clanking it in front of the screen as the guy's going, ooh, ooh, you know, and you're like, oh fuck, this battle's raging. Wide shots. There's, there are, that, but for in me, this one, trailer, though, in, like, when, in this one, you would see like an arrow go in and hit a guy in the eye while he's running. There's no like blurred out effect of it. It's just him getting hit and going down, and then a horse just crushes a dude, not at yeah. some ridiculous speed, and it zooms in too close, so there's a, a like fuzzy effect just right there in screen, clear, boom. After the throw, awesome, and they said they intentionally showed how surviving these battles is somewhat luck based. Like they, you got John here, who is a master swordsman, very much a badass, and he's doing badass stuff, and he's partly alive because of that. But there's also people dying through no fault of their own, just arrows raining from the sky, bad stuff happening, there's horses careening. John, in spite of all his skill, almost gets killed like twice. But, yeah. you know, in the nick of time, someone else killed his potential killer and uh, or, or knocked him off or whatever. And things just went his way. And that's why he's alive. Yeah. It like, kind of highlighted the like butterfly effect of the battles where it's like at 50 different times throughout that battle. He would have absolutely died if some chain of events hadn't occurred that led to the death of some dude six rows back. Like, it's totally random, which makes that kind of battle so scary. And I dislike action sheet scenes that do what Taylor goes. They take the camera and they hold it like this, and then yeah. everything's <laughs> happening so close, and, and every scene is like four frames long, so you can't follow what's happening. No. They took the camera, they held it steady, they backed up 12 feet, and they showed what happened. And that just seems so rare now. I, like I'm it's so because it's so hard to do because you've actually got to do it then right and yeah. that's what was happening there were sword if you look even in the background a lot of the background sword fights in some movies is two guys going clean clang clean clang yeah. there are lots of sword fights in the background and stuff I really appreciated um, that one shot where John is looking at the charging cavalry and the camera's behind John and you see the horses coming and he whips out the sword and gets into like a batter stance almost and that's down. Yeah, just throws it. Yeah, I like that, and it reminded me of yeah, Stannis a lot. This, you know? Yeah, yeah. No need to keep up with this piece of shit. It reminded me of Stannis when he uh, like unsheathed his sword at this at, at Winterfell. He was just like, "All right." fucking let's do it you know it's just like i'm gonna die now and it was that same thought process and that's a real shot when you're looking from behind him at horses charging at him there are horses charging at him that's how they did yes. that shot it's forced perspective but they're really charging when that happened i was like oh are we finally gonna get no wait wait just take a step back Daenerys and her dragons actually did a thing. This is one of the yeah, first times the dragons did dragon shit. People will say, oh, the whole reason she has that army is because of the dragon. Eh, kind of. She used the dragons as currency once before and then got it back. Like, you know, that's how... The whole reason she has anything is because of the dragons. Maybe so, but the dragons previously formed as currency. Like, it wasn't because of the dragons' military might. Until and it was the thought of the potential power that came with them. It was more about the potential power of the dragon than their... Than their um, actual power. Than their actual power, yeah. The dragon the kinetic never power. been used as an instrument of war until this week. 
And uh, you know, prior to that, it was, it was other people wanted them because they were going to grow into instruments of war. They, they were currency in my mind. Sure, yeah. And so when I'm watching back to the scene, John's there, right? And there's all these horses, and it's like he is fucked. Like this guy's in big trouble. And I, in my head, I'm buzzing. Azor high. Azor high, <laughs> some Sauron level shit where he just <laughs> six hops. Now that would be cool too. What if, what if they got there? He had swung and the music stayed sad, but then all, then like four horses exploded. Yeah, just, yes, <laughs> and, it's and he just yeah. he looks he looks down and the sword bursts into flames and he just I wanted to right. glow. I wanted to glow. Like what is the sword's name in Lord of the Rings? Stinger maybe? The uh, sting. Uh, sting. Okay. I I was like he's holding it there. and I'm like that sword's about to glow he's about to kill six horses in his first strike he's just gonna go back and forth Sauron style as like 40 and 60 guys die in a shot and, and like it was gonna be crazy I'll tell you what I thought why so I was very uh, this entire episode the, the reason that I think this is my favorite episode of all time the entire episode I was afraid for the main characters I thought that John was going to die at multiple points and here's why they had that that, that talk on the eve of battle between he and uh, Melisandre uh, and, and he's saying they're talking about you know what she's like maybe he brought you back to life to play your little role and that and then die tomorrow and he's like what kind of god would do that she's like the one we have and and to me that's that's uh george rr R. martin like they're referring to the writer they're, he's saying oh who would write some shit like that who would who who would go through all this trouble to bring me back and all the heartache that that caused just for me to die three weeks later in some bullshit battle and she's like the one we have yeah. that's who would do it and i was like oh my god they're gonna fucking kill john tomorrow just for the hell of it that's what's coming they they, they brought us up here to fucking put us back down there that's I, what's coming i was i, I never seriously thought thrones, john was gonna die it's not a very game of thrones like thought but like like taylor was just saying i thought he can't die we know he's like Azor High. We know he plays a major role. You don't know much in game of thrones but i had that burned into my head and i was just like how does he get out of this shit? I didn't anticipate horses coming from the back. I thought for sure he was gonna like, and yeah, I thought he was gonna okay. be a super fighter. But like, I kind of thought it was it could have happened. Laser beam. I I loved the um the I guess because it happened in Lord of the Rings. Like I'm fine with like every other kind of movie where they're like, no, don't kill me, Russian spy, and then just someone bursts in the wall and is like, not now and kills him and it's like last second saving I'm like bullshit that's stupid but for some reason I suspend that disbelief when horses come riding over the horizon you know and seeing the veil come in just like Gandalf on uh, at the Battle of Helm's Deep mm -hmm. yeah. with Aomer and the Riders of the Ridmark it was great. Yeah. And great. And I like to see that uh that, that little bitchy boy who was sucking tits a mere five years ago, it was now leading the charge. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't um, see it. Unless I totally just messed up his face recognition. I Rob thought I saw Robin Aarons clearly in the midst of puberty face in the nicest armor of anyone, so it had to be him. I will say oh, I gotta look again. The girl who like agreed to give them soldiers. Uh, she looked like she was maybe 13. Uh, Lady so Mormont. fucking adorable. Thank you. Her little... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So I didn't notice it. 
in this show, but you me mugging that mother packer. I know. So, so when the soldiers are packing up, <laughs> it's happening in the background. They're loading their horses. She's loading too. So like between weeks, I watch these like understanding Game of Thrones videos. Things that people yeah. think I don't think I watch. What people things people don't think I watch because they're cocksuckers. Anyway, um, so I'm watching, and they point out that she's loading up her horse. And they infer from that that she's going to be joining the battle. And I thought, oh, I hope that's true. Because sometimes, you know, you, predictions like that turn out wrong. But then when she was in battle, when she was part of the scene, I, I hope we see a lot of Lady Mormont. She's a great I'll girl. tell you another thing that I thought might happen. Because with Game of Thrones, I'm always on my toes. I'm always thinking, like, it could happen right now. This moment that they're having right now that's just a, a, like a three on the intensity scale out of ten mm -hmm. could jump to ten instantly like that. They could... Fucking, so when they're having the parlay between Ramsey and Jon Snow and, and both their parties, you know, the car stock, Stark guys there, the Glovers and everybody, the Glovers are not there. Um, during that, uh, they're having that talk, and he's like, you know, Jon challenges, challenges him to fight, and he says something like, you know, I don't know if I can beat you, but... I know my army can beat you. I, I at that moment I was thinking like maybe Jon Snow is the first kind of Stark to to wise up. What if he's got forty wildlings in ghillie suits laying out there and he just says fuck the parlay? They come up and butcher all these people right now. Like that would have been great. I'd have been okay with that. Um, and they're John like, is not too being honorable for that. I don't think he would do that. It's it doesn't really fit with his to. character. He would have to be wised up. Like like what I would like to see is like her is like uh, Sansa having to talk with him the night before about that like look your father was an honorable man your brother was an honorable man this guy was an honorable man this guy was an honorable man ramsey's not an honorable man he killed them all yeah. the, uh, Ramsey like, was a great character very like, good not like i didn't like him but he made me hate him so well in a joffrey-esque way yeah that you couldn't like in all of his little he was more entertaining to me than joffrey because everything he had to do was like a mad a sadistic scheme you know like he couldn't just fuck with you it had to like have some weird like, <laughs> freudian motive behind it and i liked that I, just watching his little games and his little smirks like no why don't you just run to your brother i like when he gets excited and his eyes really like, is like shooting arrows joffrey yeah. was a master at making me hate him and i really appreciate that you know i i actually disliked the actor that played him before he died <laughs> because i was so wrapped up into how effectively he was joffrey the draco <laughs> draco malfoy syndrome right and then afterwards you're like you know what Bravo, bravo to yeah. you for me. Now, Ramsey didn't make me hate him in quite the same way, but I slightly feared Ramsey. You know, I do fear Ramsey. Yeah, that's who. It's, See, that that was the difference. You hated Joffrey because he's pompous and full of himself, and you know you could walk over there and slap his teeth out because you've seen Tyrion do it a hundred times. You know that all of his power is is bullshit power, and he doesn't even know it. And you hate that about him, and then you hate his cruelty on top of that. It makes you hate him more, it, right? Like Joffrey yeah, was just born things. into such a power, and he's wielding it carelessly, and it just. It, Ramsey. Ramsey is the opposite. He, he was. He, he earned it, though. He earned it. You know, he, he was a bastard who became noble. He like th through these sadistic, fuck, like terrible awfulness. But in, like, but he did it. I don't want to say you'd respect it, but yeah, Taylor said it better. But he did do it. He did make all that happen. He achieved that position he had. He was just playing a really brutal strategy in the Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Right. Where's Argue, I mean, born in brutal in a different way than Daenerys's, but is it any less so when you think about it? 
on a, on a grand scale. He does Daenerys isn't, isn't cutting people's fingers off, but Daenerys is crucifying yeah. people to make examples of them. Yeah. So she's so much hotter though. That's true, and you need you. you All right, yeah, so, you sold me. Yeah. So I loved I loved everything about the episode. The the way they do, they did Ramsey in. I liked watching Jon Snow beat his ass. That was great. I re, I'll tell you what I really liked. Um, and I got a chuckle out of it of watching it the second time around was um Ramsey says, you know what? I've reconsidered your your offer of one one to one comp. And you look at Jon, and he is just spit. He's just muddy and like holding his sword. He's just like. <laughs> and, and John like immediately runs over and grabs the shield and Ramsey starts firing those arrows and John's like you think I'm afraid? We call this game Dots at the Wall. <laughs> he just like, <laughs> like catching the motherfuckers. Like, like, and you can tell that like this is not the first time someone shot an arrow at me. My girlfriend shot me twice. You fucking <laughs> asshole. I'm, and he gets up close and he's just like slaps the bows, punches him with the thing, and it's over. You just see Ramsey fall back. And I'm always thinking about Ramsey's dagger that he keeps on his back in a horizontal draw. Um, you know, he just reaches back with his right hand and pulls sideways. So that's always in my head whenever he's anywhere because he likes to pull out and kill people. Um, but it was nice to see Jon Snow beat him up. We don't have to watch some random arrow kill Jon or something awful like that because that's what I'm always afraid of. There was, um, there was a yeah, the, video like three, four years ago when they were like here's all the things you want to happen in Game of Thrones and like Joffrey dies in this ha this was an episode where the stuff you wanted to happen actually happened we haven't even talked about Daenerys yet where she's she, she fucking goes on dragon back and starts setting ships on fire oh I've been waiting for that for years now and now she's got Tyrion back there, like talking shit for her, which is what he's best at. He's I loved I loved him talking down to the wise masters. Like like before she burns before that whole scene, right? So so they're talking shit. He he's saying, you know, and the inter when he gets to the part where he says, and the interpreter that you stole, um, if you look over his shoulder, you see the dragon swoop down. And I'm like, oh no. And you can kind of see it play on Tyrion's eyes. He's like that's a fucking dragon. <laughs> he, doesn't say, he doesn't say anything either. And this guy keeps talking shit, keeps talking shit, and you know that the dragons are coming, and when it lands, they're just like, well, fuck, that's a big dragon. Redacted. Yeah. <laughs> the dragons get bigger. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't know, I watched the... Um like after the directors talk about it and stuff and he described the dragons as nearly full grown so next year those dragons are going to be bigger still those has been a real cunt to those other two dragons they busted out she, oh, yeah, yeah. what kind of horrible mother picks a favorite to the extent that she goes off on vacations with one and leaves <laughs> two buried in a dungeon like that's and they're, and they're flying creatures that's like me going on a vacation with my favorite kid and not only do I leave the other two at home I strap them to the couch before I leave yeah you won't be doing any walking children <laughs> like not until you're needed children what would speak when spoken to Laura Ingalls Wilder rules will, in my house I was hoping the dragons would be more effective as military weapons right like I was hoping they would be strafing across and the um the, ah, the I can't ships, answer that the ships had these uh, flammable cannonballs out know what else to call them so i thought they would just sort of and like catch the cannonballs as they cruised by instead i got an answer for that three hovering concentrating on a ship go on they're showing the power of the dragons while only destroying one of the precious ships that she's yeah. in she they remember Tyrion says we appreciate the armada we'll be taking that <laughs> oh. he, uh, she doesn't need to burn those ships up she needs she needed to show that like hey stop or i'll kill you all 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that. I, I thought she was just very slowly burning those ships when she had the capability, perhaps, to burn them faster. But you're, you're saying she captured a lot of those ships. Yeah, well, see, in the next scene, you've got the, or may, I don't remember the time, the exact layout of the, the episode, but remember when she and Tyrion are speaking to Theon and his sister about, you know, her, about their, their agreement together, um, she says, you've only brought 100 ships. Uh, he, he says, there are more than 100 ships in the Iron Fleet. And she says, yeah, the res- and more are being built. They're coming with my uncle, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end of it, she says, will their ships be enough? And Tyrion says, with the, with the, with the, with the master's armada, yes. Okay. It'll be close, but yes. I thought he said nearly enough, and I didn't remember him counting the master's armada. I'm sure you're right. I don't remember, but... Yeah, yeah. So they're... No, her army's so big now, she needs two armadas to get them there. Because now she's got that the, the Thraki horde who just... Don't forget, yeah. sc- the screamers roll in there, lopping heads off. A lot of horses to bring as well. A lot of horses to bring. So yeah. you're going to be like allotting at least half of those ships to just horses. <laughs> That's going to be a stinky ship. Not yeah. that I think that, you know, in olden days they would have designated horse ships. You know, I'm sure they distributed them evenly. Those ones would always go rogue. Very poor navigators, the horse ships. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Seabiscuit! <laughs> There's like one human. That would be funny, the story of the one human. The one human who actually got put on the horse ship, and, and but he's not even the captain. He's just like... <laughs> Sea biscuit, what are your demands? <laughs> Captain, we must make a decision. Like he's getting aggravated. We're going off course. <laughs> Stop drinking the seawater; it'll make you ill again. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just eat carrots and go anywhere. There is shit everywhere. <laughs> uh, the episode is great. I wonder what the next episode is going to be. I feel like because we spent so much time on John and Daenerys last time we might spend none on them now a little there I guarantee there's a little we get like a touch-up with them to know where the direction of things are going because we got to know the consolidation of power right between uh, John the, the Robin Aaron uh, Littlefinger Sansa Jon Snow everybody's taking a little piece of something or It'll looking be, after the multi-part cliffhanger and part of it will be Daenerys and her troops at sea like they're coming if you're ready for season 10 I hope they arrive. Would you say to quite a bit with this Littlefinger? No, I feel like Littlefinger is still acting in self-interest. If Sansa forgives Littlefinger, Littlefinger literally was responsible for her father being beheaded. Her father told him his plans, and he said, "Don't trust me, but hey, I got your back." And then when he like, I I feel like people forget. Actually, hang on. Actually, what Littlefinger's acting in self-interest? Now hang on now, hang on now. Littlefinger was acting in self-preservation to some regard. What Littlefinger said to, to Ned was, let's do it now. I've got everybody paid off. Let's go in. We kill the children. We kill the Lannisters. Wipe them all out. You're in charge. Let's do this now. And he's like, the children? We cannot kill the children. And he goes and blabs to Ned, goes and blabs to Cersei. And Cersei says, you're giving me a chance? I'm going to kill your children because that's who you're fucking with. Littlefinger tried his best. He tried to get Ned to play the game. He saw Ned wasn't a player and he pulled out. He, you got to. If he had stuck with Ned, he'd have died too. I don't think he's necessarily an I evil character. If he stuck with he's, Ned, they would have won. It was when Ned's like, all right, I see your move. I have planned on my counter. Littlefinger's going to bring in whatever like 
battle a bunch of men, uh, you know, so that Ned was able to fulfill his obligation. And then when he when well, would have turned out not to have his back, it all fell apart. Well, he, what, what would have happened is, you know, the gold cloaks come in, they seize the queen or whatever, but then they still don't have much of an argument because she's like, this is my son. All you have is that piece of paper that I tore up. Fuck you. Um, and then there's a giant war and Littlefinger's trying to avoid that. Well, yeah. world knows I understand fantastic. where he's coming from. Yeah. Like, I, I think he redeemed himself some because obviously he's acting in self-interest, but if he hadn't showed up with the veil and convinced them, you know, with Sansa's help, I'm sure she... She had the part to play in that. Not maybe. him. He did it like five episodes ago. I was, was giving the, her the benefit of the doubt, thinking that maybe they came some because of her. But I guess Littlefinger's super close to uh, Lord Robin. It's, it's both. So remember, Lord Robin loves Sansa. That he's he, and and there's that great, great, great conversation that that really showed off his manipulative uh, nature and how good he is between Littlefinger, Robin Aaron. Um, Robin Aaron's like captain of the guard or like chief commander or something like that. And the chief commander is questioning Littlefinger. Ah, oh, well, you were supposed to be here and there. What happened? Where, where did how did Sansa get taken? And he's like, Oh, well, I only told one person where I was taking her, and, and yet they were waiting for us as, as if they'd been they'd been told. And of course, when he gets there, the first thing he does, the first thing he does is say, Hey, Robin, here's a gift. I bought you a falcon. This is the greatest falcon in the world. Have one. And Robin's like, Oh, I always wanted a falcon. And so Does when he hears, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he and then Robin is ready to throw his commander, captain of the guard, whatever that character's name, I don't recall, mm-hmm. out the moon door already. And he asked Littlefinger, hey, should should we throw him out the moon door? What do you think? And he's like, oh, he's been loyal for a long time. I believe he'll be loyal much longer, won't you? And the guy's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, team Aaron. <laughs> like, no moon door for me. So like, <laughs> Littlefinger has Aaron wrapped around his finger like he's has so many people. Um, and so I, I well, think maybe that I was Littlefinger- giving Sansa too much credit and it was all Littlefinger that orchestrated that. Well, he but uses Sansa. He, manipu- he manipulated Aaron using Sansa to some regard in that he says, don't you want to help your cousin Sansa? Shouldn't we go help her? And he's like, I love Sansa. She's very nice to me. You know, he was like this messed up little kid. So, yeah. But but I don't think Sansa like wrote a note to him or anything or sent a... Sansa sent her letter uh, like two episodes ago and that was to Littlefinger. Ah. Uh. Well, the, the only thing I really didn't like about the episode, and it's going to sound so pedantic and silly, but why didn't one one have a weapon? Right, or armor. We, we all discussed this last night. We yeah, did. Yeah. We talked about it in depth. It, we, I know that they didn't have time to go to a blacksmith and forge a ton of shit for this guy. It doesn't have to be like that. I was saying just simple wooden armor. You can put wood on that guy pretty thick because he seems to be able to carry a lot. A hardy he's fellow. He's a hardy fellow. Throw something on that guy's fucking face, good God. Uh, give him something. Uh, also, give him a stick. Pick up a dead horse. Listen, There's so much. You could have knocked down an appropriate-sized tree, of which there are many to choose from, broke the top and bottom, and had some sort of baseball bat, giant-sized. Right, you know, not hard or anything, but you follow me. Like, I'll tell you what I would have given a sapling smaller than a tree. That's all he would have needed. I got it. It's real easy. So they definitely got chains, right? And they definitely got plates of steel at the very least. They could have they could have hung chains around this guy's neck, suspended plates all over him, Mm -hmm. and then given it and taken a bunch of chains and tied them to something heavy, and just he holds the chain. 
Like, can you imagine? It would be the- Oh, well, he's like a siege weapon. Just- I need to- Weed eater. Yeah. So when they attacked- <laughs> that phalanx work? A few years back, <laughs> the giants had bow and arrow. And they fired, like, the artillery version of a gun, right? Like, the, the arrows were baseball bat thick. And they went so far. And when they hit things, they broke wall or, like, pierced doors in ways that normal arrows don't. So it's not as if it's unprecedented for these giants to have some kind of weapons. Even, you, you might think, like, oh, well, one one is an idiot. He's, like, half retarded. So all we can do is give him a stick. No, these guys are effective with their bows and arrows previously. Yeah. You, and they're not retarded. Swordsmen or something. Yeah. I, they're, they're just really quiet. From the book lore, it's not like, they're not like super smart, but they're not idiots. Like, they're just really quiet and they don't talk much, uh, if I remember correctly from the book. Yeah. And I, he said two words that I remember. One uh, Once was at the council meeting at Hardhome, he said, Tormund. Because he's like agreeing to like, he's like, I co-sign with Tormund. And then the second time he says, Snow. And it's the same reason. He's he's co-signing with what snow said that guy is like a superpower in like the world when you just got nukes and he's the only guy with nukes like whatever he decides in any council any other cast votes are just kind of polite where it's like well you did win but the uh 24 foot monster wants you to be the king and so you're the king like, like that's from the dragons because i look the, the the giants were helpful but they did lose when they went up against snow in the wall Aside from the dragon, we haven't seen much like superpowering yet. Mythical most, stuff, you know? Yeah, most of what you see, like, I still maintain, and that's changing now with the dragons, but the most powerful thing in this uh, I was gonna, uh, Game of Thrones universe is money. Like, being able to buy an army, being able to put people on your side. You know, uh, Robert Stark was defeated with money, you know, because that's how, the, like, the phrase and whatnot align. Being able to buy armies and put together your forces is, is the most powerful thing we've seen so far. Now, that might change, but the notion that, like, magic or dragons... They haven't won much yet until last episode. Pussy has killed more people in that world than magic or money. That speaks to <laughs> any world that has ever existed. But the thing with George R. R. Martin that he thought out with the, the Giants is that he knew he couldn't have them joining John's army and being in that fight as any real serious force. Like, it had to just be a one-off. Because if he if he had even a small group, let's say he had Six. two dozen Giants, oh, God. like, that's the last of them. The last of the giants in the north, two dozen of them. They're coming down because they got nothing to live for up there. You take those guys, you commandeer a real city, you build them armor, and just have them wade into the ocean and wait for Daenerys's fleet if that's your goal and then they'll just destroy boats with their big hammers or they they would be unstoppable just 25 of those guys led by one one like it, it would be unreasonable I, even like three of them would be good enough to destroy whole armies i don't know how many people remember the what the bow and arrow was like that they wielded but that's an anti-dragon missile it was a ballista, uh, for all intents and purposes. And a ballista is how you would fight a dragon, I think. Like, it's it, a ballista is like a giant crossbow that you have to wheel around. And, you know, you kill a giant real quick with one of those. So you, it, it, the dragons can be exactly. killed. You kill a giant quickly, too. You know, that's, that's what you'd need. But I was talking about it with the giants, what they pulled. And yeah, sure. A dragon quickly with them, too. But, yeah, but if they're going up against a human army, they're mostly going to be shooting those little pathetic arrow 
arrows that he just kind of brushes off. They're tanks. They're tanks yeah. in a world where the other your opponent doesn't have tanks yet. Oh, I, speaking oh, of tanks. I can't believe, real quick though, Kyle, because you've touched on the coolest idea ever of the weed whacker strategy with 1-1. One, one. I didn't even, I was just thinking, because when he was standing there getting poked by the phalanx of people and he was just kind of like, like a lazy bear and it was like oh you could be killing so many more like oh you pick one guy up and tear him in half like hunky dory but just a branch could have cleared the whole area and suddenly you can leave but if you had just given that guy a long chain and then don't even put armor on him all those shields and scrap knives strap those to the end of the, the chain too and then just swing it like a maniac imagine the fucking mayhem that would have happened if instead of charging with the full army it was just like one one. Get him. Chain. And then give him a chain. Haru! And he just <laughs> runs by himself in there. Just <laughs> He's taken off. You know? Well, <laughs> chain Imagine a whip. Down. Like, they would hold an anchor from a ship and just... Ooh, and pull the earth towards them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get over here! It was the Dude, I can't wait for the next 11. You know? Because... The next one's going to wrap up season nine, and then season 10 is the end of it. And, th like, that's pretty cool. In season 10, everything feels like it's for keeps. You know, like, it, you don't have years down the road to sort of figure to out. Yeah, they, like, the twist and turns can only turn so much next year. He has to take us to a solution. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, episode 10 of season 10 was kind of just epilogue. You know, like, a lot of what happened after the dust settled. You know, because uh, I, I would oh, expect... I see like, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, end on credits? Well, I guess what I'm saying is I don't expect the last scene of season 10 to be someone sitting in the Iron Throne. I do. That's exactly what I expect it to be. Mm, I would expect someone sits in it, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they show, like, epilogue-type stuff. You know, this is what this guy did. Here's our... Not our, yeah. I, uh, the, the salty chick. Um... Asha? Asha, that's what I'm going for. Nice, nicely done from Salty Chick. You know, Asha, like, taking her throne and, like, everyone sort of falling into place. Oh, the scene between Asha and Daenerys was great. It was great. And I love that, like, like he's coming here with his big cock-demanding marriage. And she's like, I guess you have no marriage demands? And she's like... I never demand, but I'm kind of open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really like the, the look on Daenerys' face. She was kind of like... All right, then. That kind of like that. That kind of tickles me. I like that. She, she's like, she was considering it. Like, oh, she did, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe later. Uh, kind of busy right now, but all right, all right, then. Yeah, I gotta, oh. I gotta take that offer and file it away. Rain check. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, I. Uh, that was pretty. But dude, it was a really strong episode. I, I yeah. liked it a lot. One of I the did. best of the entire series. It, it, yeah. That battle scene was. It wasn't even the best out of Game of Thrones. It was the best battle scene I've ever seen. Like, the, it didn't do that stupid shit where they make it go too fast. It was paced. It felt real. The whole thing, what they never show in battles like that that I love is, like, John or killed, like, two guys, turns around, and there's nobody there. So he kind of just walks for a couple yeah. seconds, like, walking around, like, looking... 
oh, there's another guy, go over, fight him, kill him, oh, another guy, kill him, then just kind of looking around, like, you, you never think about that because that's never portrayed. Like, it's just pictured as full-on mayhem the whole time, when really, after a lot of people died, there's some space in there. It did seem you know? like there was two minutes of John, like, under a pile of bodies or something. In conf- I love that. That was stressing me out. That was making my yeah. chest feel hurt. I, I was, like, breathing really shallow. Yeah, I, I was done with it. Uh, and, and you know how I, I dislike it when they do lots of shortcuts? So this was lots of shortcuts, as Taylor described, right? It could have just been like a piece of armor held in front of the camera, getting shaken around. That's what it's supposed to be, though. It's him being suffocated. It, it, it's, I know what it was. It's I a perfect it visual representation. Oh, it was the best I've ever seen. It's the best representation of someone suffocating. And there was du- they, they keep, they're cutting in between like this thing where there's like a panel with dust on it, so it's like dust in your eyes to like shapes moving, and then the muck in the mud, and the audio's all murbled and distorted because he's being crushed, and then it goes dark and I love really that. stressed me oh, out so real watching. and that made like it, I, I, I was okay. sitting there wanting it, that scene to be over but not because I was like oh this is stupid because I was like oh god like I, I don't even feel like I can, I can breathe like I'm just yeah. kind of like out of empathy just like <gasps> how long can we hold the breath John let's see you know, like hey, would I survive I do that in movies all the time and I yeah. would not <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes there's like whole other storylines in the middle but a great episode. I, I, I oh, and, and you know, there's the whole storyline about apparently Winterfell has lots of that. I can never fires dragon's breath. What is the the green flammable? Dragon's fire. fire. Dragon's fire. Dragon fire. Okay, so apparently Winterfell has dragon fire under it, all over the place. You don't know this? King's Landing. What did I say? I said Winterfell. My mistake. King's Landing has dragon fire underneath it all over the place. And it was placed I was going to say, this whole battle just got a lot more fair <laughs> if that was... <laughs> it was placed there by the Mad King, um, whatever Targaryen. What, Targaryen yeah. was his last name. Ramus Targaryen? Is that his name? No, that's not it. Yeah, he was Aris. placed there by the Mad King. And... Um, uh, I guess he had a plan where, like, if things don't go my way, I'm burning the whole city to the ground. And, you know, all the people that loved him, all the people that hated him, everybody was going to go. So the whole city is, like, rigged to blow. It's like a, a Game of Thrones version of right before they explode the building and it falls down in a straight line miraculously. It's that. And Cersei has made, like, half a dozen references, maybe more. I've seen a montage of her saying, I will burn the city to the ground. Just again and again and again. That's like her. You know, if this doesn't go my way, I fucking what is it called? But she's always talking about burning someone else's cities to the ground because that's just what you do. I don't think they've made any reference to that. I don't think the Dragonfire is uh, still there. And I, I think, think she has a, a role. made reference to burning her own city down, but it was only in one of those yes. moments where she does that thing where she's like, if I can't get my way and get my son, I'll burn this whole city to the ground. There it's was like either a vision, I don't know if it was by the fortune teller chick, you know, remember at the beginning of season seven or six or six? This season. No. It wasn't the, the beginning of this season. It was the one where, like, the young Cersei meets the fortune teller chick. I don't know if it was her or if it was someone else, but there was a vision of Winterfell burnt down. And uh, so there's... They've been alluding to the notion that some... Not Winterfell. What the hell is it? King's, King's Landing. Landing. I keep wanting to call it Castle Rock. I'm like, that's not it. So I say Winterfell. That's not it either. What do you want to keep calling it? Castle Rock. 
Um, the, the place that I don't know if we've seen Castle Rock. We've made mention to it a, a hundred times. I think they showed the inside the gate one time when like uh, the uncle was raising another force, but no, they haven't been to Casterly Rock. Oh, so anyway, uh, um, King's Landing apparently is rigged to blow, and I wouldn't be shocked if it blew on Sunday. I don't think so. I'm not under the. Pr- I like that takes away the whole Daenerys storyline. Like, yeah, that, there has to be something imposing to show up to when they get back to Westeros. You know, they can't show up and then King's Landing's like King's Landing is the port city there. So it's like if they show up and it's already burnt, it's like oh well, the battle has been won. Let's just take it over and rebuild it, and then we are the kings. Like, I'm not under the. Imp- I I don't think that the the Dragonfire is still there. I thought that had long been taken away or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was the deal. On YouTube, like, you know, breaking down Game of Thrones and stuff. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen them, too. Anyway, they make reference to that, to the fact that it's rigged to blow. We'll see mm-hmm. if it's true. Mm-hmm. I, uh, do you want to do that tournament uh, Thursday and Friday, Taylor? Uh, the, the Company of Heroes one? Yeah. I'll have to look into the details of it. Part, part of me, like... I feel like I'm finally starting to feel comfortable with the game and we're just going to get blown out by whoever is actually playing in this tournament. Unless a bunch of PKA fishes come and play with us, you know, then then that would help. So, you know, if you want to come on over to, um, let's see, what's it called? Uh, Yeah, Battlefly. Battlefly.com is holding a Company of Heroes 2 tournament this Thursday and Friday, the 23rd and 24th. Um, It's like a single elimination tournament, 2v2. So if you want to flood that and really drive that mean skill level down, <laughs> then I'm Kyle and I, Taylor, have I no think fear. we have a shot. I can yeah. Yeah. handedly lower it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm going to play in that. So today I went out and, uh, and I got some lumber to build my desk with. Um, I'm going to build kind of a kind of a rough looking wooden desk, uh, a big one wall to wall. And I got some of my computer components today. I got my my motherboard pretty happy about that get that thing and uh i don't know power supplies here and some fans and stuff so i'm getting the project put together i still don't have my isu strix graphics card yet that's pretty fucking lame um you haven't decided to just like pre-order it and get in some line you're looking for someone who has it in stock and you want to strike the iron time um, there, there's place uh, that pre-ordering is not the way to go. Everybody, I keep reading. Everybody's like, yeah, I canceled this pre-order. I canceled that pre-order because they're just not working. I'm, I'm using the is it in stock website. To, um, and I specifically want the Asus Strix. I could have gotten a 1080 half a dozen times between now and last two weeks, I guess. Um, because I just watched that thing and it's got a, it's got an alarm on it. So I'll be taking a nap or I'll be in the other room and I'll hear beep, 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 beep. And I come running into the bedroom I'm like click 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 like no <laughs> it's a different one like you know it's some it's the the msi version or the evga version or straight from nvidia or something but yeah i'm gonna on the reference card i like those i like the, the eject the heat out the back like the ones with the triple fans just kind of distribute in the case and then leave the case to eject the air the reference i don't think that's the case it's a, so the um part of the problem with the reference one apparently is the is the power consumption issue and they, they can't overclock them nearly as much and the 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 aftermarket ones have a big heat sink directly on the back of the thing yeah maybe they're bad i haven't looked into the 1080s but i, I know there's there's like different thoughts on it some people put like two or three fans right on it and just sort of blow the air all over the place and some people make a tunnel where the air gets ejected out the back of the machine 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, it's not so terrible to just eject the air out the back of the machine. But uh, whatever. I'm sure your machine's going to have so many fans, it'll have no trouble. It comes with one 140 in the front, three 120s in the front, or excuse me, one 140 in the back and three 120s in the front and three 120s in the top. And I'm replacing most of those with um, red LED fans. Mm, I told you about the red. They run hot. Did you? Yeah. So you need power. Oh, <laughs> yeah, everything's going to be glowing red. The case glows red. The motherboard glows red. The card glows red. The LEDs. The fans do. Um, everything does. You're in a bedroom? No, this will have its own room. Okay. All right. Well, PKN episode 97? Yeah. All right. I hope you guys like I thought it was a good show. We had flow. Here we go. Yeah.